every single day, somebody wakes up and tells themselves all the reasons why they shouldn't be in sales. And they don't think through all the good reasons why they should. For you, if you're thinking about being in sales, there's a ton, a ton of reasons why you should be in the world of sales. And I look forward to sharing them with you. Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from Sacramento, California. I'm coming to you live from my studio, and today is a perfect day. Today, we're going to talk about what holds people back from getting into sales. And, you know, it's interesting to me. I talk to people just about everywhere that I go. You know, if uh, if somebody looks at me and they're like, hey, I'm open to have a conversation, I chat up with them and figure out what's going on. I'm on airplanes a lot. I'll chat with people. And, like, you know, it always comes up. There's always, like, three or four questions. What do you do? How old are you? Where are you from? What school did you go to? Like there's, there's like 10 common questions people ask to build rapport. And uh, one of them is, what do you do? And so I'll tell people I'm in sales. Most people are like, oh, I couldn't do that. I'd be horrible at sales. Or oh, I never thought about being in sales. And the sad thing is, is like there's so much room out there for you to get into the world of sales and being in sales and one of the biggest mistakes is when people say like, I couldn't get into sales. I'm, I'm scared for all these reasons. It's not you against the whole world of sales. Like realistically, 80% of salespeople either really suck or they're not good at it. And it's really you against the 20%. It's you against 20% of salespeople who are really good. So you're like, I, I, I don't think I'd be very good at it. Well, you don't have very much of a competition when you look at the 80% of the people that you're, you think that you're up against that really don't do their jobs. You know, you could think of all the things that salespeople have done that really drive you insane and you just don't do those things. So there, when I talk to people, there's like three real realms. There's three conversation pieces. There's three areas that they always come back to. And the first one on this list is the first one that I hear about the most, which is rejection. You know, being told no freaks people out. They're like, no. And it's almost like they're getting chased down the hallway from some, you know, 80s movie creature with a big giant knife. And, you know, rejection, rejection is one of those things that if you think about it, like, and get all wrapped up in it, of course, it's going to mess you up. And of course, it's going to cause problems. We're all told no all the time. We just don't realize that we don't add it up, right? You go to the store you want to get your favorite item. Like, uh, <laughs> I like ice cream. I like Rocky Road ice cream. And let's say I go to one of the stores near my house today to get my favorite brand of Rocky Road ice cream and they don't have it. Well, I might be a little bit disappointed, but I don't, you know, freak out on the aisle like, no, you don't have my favorite brand of Rocky Road ice cream. I'm so rejected. And I start crying. Okay. That's one version. Um, this morning I was driving to the office and I get towards a red light and the red light stopped just as I was about to go through. And I didn't really have to slam on my brakes and, you know, come skidding to a halt. But I did, you know, it was one of those things where I was like, ooh, I better slow down. Well, the red light rejected me. I don't stop and go, no, the red light rejected me. I can't do it. Right. Or you call your friend during the day and 
you know, from the certain amount of rings when a phone goes to vo- voicemail or when somebody sends you to voicemail, you don't go, gosh, darn it. I just got rejected. Somebody, somebody sent me to voicemail. They're not my friend anymore. And, you know, it's really weird to have conversations sometimes with people and, and have them not see what rejection is. But, you know, I've sat at the table with people so many times that it's not really that big of a deal. And of course, like the first time that you're told rejection, no in sales, you're like, oh, that really wasn't cool. But, you know, like the 10,000th time, you're like, yeah, no big deal. It's because you understand the dance. You have, you have ideas and thoughts and events in your life that you can mark up against it and go, that's not really that big of a deal. And it becomes a numbers game. And my hope for you is if you're like, I'm kind of thinking about getting in sales, that you recognize that you get rejected far more often than not, right? So like if you're out in the world of dating and you, you ask somebody for their number, their email address, their Twitter account, their Instagram handle, I don't know which way you ask people out, right? Whatever way you do it, whatever, whatever demographics that you're in, however you do it. And sometimes you're told no. Sometimes you're told yes. That's the, that's the second greatest feeling in the world is being told yes, uh, that somebody wants something from you. You know, you pick the first. I can't tell you what the first one is. You know, the thing is, is you don't recognize there's a conversation pattern for, for rejection. And if somebody like off the bat says, I'm not interested in your product and you don't understand the dance, you're like, your moves are out of sync. You don't know what you're supposed to do next. Well, good training is going to tell you and teach you how to deal with rejection. It's really not that big of a deal. Okay. So the first one is rejection. The second one is going to be fear of money and commissions. And so like a really easy way to figure out how much somebody makes per year is you take their, their hourly wage and then you double it and you put a couple of zeros on the end. Okay. So I'm going to give you the quick formula. So if somebody tells me they make 15 bucks an hour, I know roughly that's about $30,000 a year. I'm taking that hourly wage. I'm multiplying it by two and I'm adding some zeros to it. Well, if you work in an office and you're in that office, chances are pretty good that you're going to max out at some point on how much money you can make. So let's say that you make $25 an hour and $25 an hour is roughly $54,000 a year. Okay. But you're going to make $54,000 a year next year. You're going to make $56,000 a year after that because of inflation and because of cost of living index increases. Maybe, I mean, like sometimes companies give you bonuses or increase your pay, but like the year after that, you know that you're going to roughly make $56,000. Well, in the world of sales, depending upon the industry, you could make that in a month. Owners of most businesses do not freak out when salespeople bring tons of commission in. I've, I don't, I cannot think of a time where a business owner was mad that a salesperson made you know, 50, 80, $100,000 in a month because they know that they won too. They know that they made out somehow by making money. And sometimes they might've lost in a few deals and sometimes they won on a bunch of deals. And the law of averages says that they're going to win more than they're going to lose if the person's pretty good at what they do. It's not that way when you work in an office because everybody else is tied to making roughly the same amount of money. Oh, you make $27 an hour? That's not fair. You know, you made $4,000 more than I did last year. Salespeople don't live like that. Salespeople are like, I got you. I made $40,000 more than you did last year. And so like people will say, well, you know, I'm so used to making $60,000 a year and I don't have this base. And I'm like, you made $60,000 this year. There was people who made 180 and didn't put in any more work than what you did. And they got paid more money and they've learned something that not everybody understands. Some people will tell me like uh, commissions, I feel like they're evil. 
Like, all right, well, there's plenty of really good salespeople who aren't evil. You can get over that, right? I mean, if you if you look for objections, you're going to find them. That's the rule in sales. If you look for objections, I guarantee you're going to find it. And it does take a little bit of time to get used to getting paid on commission. Because like sometimes you get a check and you're like, oh, I made more in a month than most people make in five months. And sometimes you get a check and you're like, ooh, boo-hoo, <laughs> I got a big goose egg. I got a zero. Or sometimes you're negative and you owe the company money. But the, one of the greatest feelings in the world, I will promise you this, is to walk into the bank, put a check on the counter. Like, like you don't really do this as much as you used to 10 or 15 years ago. But like you put a check on the counter and watch the people on the counter freak out. They're like, you got paid this much money for how much time? Eh, two weeks. You know, when 2008, 2009, I had a really good month and the, and the economy was down in the United States. There was the, the market downturn. And, you know, being a single guy, there were some attractive girls at the bank and that pay period where I had just this huge monstrous check, I made sure that it was not direct deposit. I made sure there was a little bit of an ego here. There was a little bit of a dopamine rush and I knew which time the the girls in the office worked or the bank worked that, that I liked and, you know, I was kind of a, attracted to, but I wanted them to see this check. And, you know, I got the reaction that I wanted. They were like, oh my goodness, How, what? Like, and they were dumbfounded. They were like, how much money did you make? You may not go places and, and be flashy. I mean, like this is 10 years ago. I'm, I'm a couple cheeseburgers past that in life now. I wouldn't, today I wouldn't do it. But, you know, back then it, it was a big deal because I was a young single guy and like I thought that that's the one thing that would get attention. Now, just so you know, nothing happened. I didn't get a date. I didn't get a phone number, but I did get some attention. So it does take a little bit of time to get used to commissions. Now I'll tell you third on the list is the fear of the unknown. And this this is an interesting conversation that people tell me, well, I don't know what's going to happen. And then I respond, respond back like, I don't know what's going to happen either. So I might as well take the jump. I might as well do something. You know, there's that saying, if you always do what you've always done, you've always going to get what you always got. There's like nine versions of it, whatever version you want to pick. Okay. And you know, here's the thing. You already know what a sucky job is. You already know what is a job that you don't like. And you know, a lot of times there's no harm and no, no foul. There's a lot of companies out there that know that most of their salespeople are not very good and they're always looking for a diamond in the rough. You know, I know a company down in Palm Springs that they were looking for a salesperson and they hired a guy that was a retired, um, a retired engineer. And the guy had nothing better to do. He was retired, right? But he ended up being one of the top salespeople in the United States, never been in sales before in his life. And he went from being an engineer to a salesperson and just absolutely crushed it. And companies are always looking for that diamond in a rough. They're always looking to replace a, a salesperson who's not very good at what they do. And if you put in the time, the energy, the effort, and you do the implementation you need to do, you're going to be okay. You know, a company doesn't want to invest in you and bring you in and say, hey, come work for us only for you to fail because they've got that sunk cost of training people. They want to see somebody who's good. You know, some people will tell me like the fear of the unknown. I don't want to present to people. I'm like, you do it all day long. If you answer the phone and people got questions, you're already presenting to them. If people say, well, like, uh, I don't really want to present. Like if you're telling your kids how to tie their shoe, I promise you, you're giving a presentation. If you're teaching your kids how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you're giving a presentation. You know, you're, you're already giving presentations at your work. You just don't realize it. You're not, you're not like, you know what? I'm an office manager and I'm going to, I'm going to help you fill out all of your information for you to get a hire. I need you to put some information here, here, and here. Here's your benefits. Here's what's going to happen. 
you know, you're already giving a presentation. You're already teaching people. Um, you know, they're, they're either people just sometimes just people don't think through this. They don't realize like a lot of the things that you think are scary about sales. You're doing every single day. There are things that you're like, you're like, I don't want to, I don't want to sell to somebody. Well, does somebody call on the phone asking you for information? Yeah. Well, what do you tell them? Well, I tell them all the cool things about the product. Well, you're in a sales presentation. You might as well get paid for it. So here's the thing. Here's a couple of reasons why you should look at being in sales. You can use this skill anywhere in life. So a couple months back, I'm in Honolulu. I'm at the airport getting ready to fly back to Sacramento. And there is a lady freaking out. Now, I'm just in some random terminal just waiting for my flight, but I didn't want to be crammed in the terminal with everybody going to Sacramento. So it's very interesting to watch people try to get what they want that don't know how to sell. And so this lady uh, was trying to get an upgrade on her seat. And the way that she was talking to the people at the gate would not ever net her any type of results. And so she ended up screaming and yelling and just like, this is an outrage. This is an outrage. And in my head, I'm like laughing because I'm like, if you just knew how to sell a little bit, you might have gotten that upgrade. So she walks away. Now, the curious person in me, I walk over to the gate agent and I start talking to him. I said, hey, you know, I'm sorry you went through all that, but I'm kind of curious about something. Was it that it was something you couldn't do or was it the message? And the guy was like, why are you asking? And I said, I train salespeople. I'm just like, I'm a curious person. I'm just, I'm curious. If the lady was a little bit nicer to you and knew what to say, would she have gotten what she wanted? And he said, absolutely. He goes, you know, for this, it was in my purview, but she just came at me wrong. So if she would have thought through what she could have done for the sales process, she could have got a seat upgrade. Here's the thing. Closing a deal is the ultimate rush. It's the second greatest feeling in the world. You pick the first. You can double or triple your income. You like literally, if you're making fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year, within two years you should have double that of your income uh, in most industries if they offer training. And you know, most companies, as mentioned before, want to see you win. You get to do the opposite of what horrible salespeople do. If you've been treated one way by salespeople and you're like, I can't stand it when salespeople do this to me. Guess what? You don't have to do that. You could be the good salesperson. You know, here's the thing that most people think about either is what happens if your job's outsourced? Like the, the thing about being in sales is if you're good at sales, you can literally go to any industry. If you're good at what you do, you will have offers for recruitment all the time. About a month ago, somebody recruited or tried to recruit me to go sell floors. They found out that I did in-home sales. They found out that I understood sales. And they said, hey, you know, you can make a pretty good living um, selling floors and you can come work for us. I remember one time I was out in, on Oahu at Waimea Bay and a guy offered me a job, but it was in the Midwest and it snows there. And it's too far from the ocean for me. So I told them, no, I mean, like people find out you're in sales. They offer you jobs all the time. Once again, you're already selling. You just don't realize it. Like you just don't, you're not putting, you're not putting the ideas together that you're, you're presenting ideas to people and telling them what they should do or what they could do. You're just not getting paid commission for it. Last on this list, I want to let you know that I I'm a big believer in people. That's one of the things that my dad taught me. My dad always said, Hey, look, you know, look for the best in people and build them up as much as you can. And I'm going to tell you, you come to a, a episode of the podcast about learning how to sell and why you should be in sales. If you made it this far, it just shows that you're interested. And I would say that there's probably in your city, in your country, uh, a good place to go work that somebody's willing to train you and somebody's willing to put in the effort to coach you. You just have to be willing to put in the effort yourself. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. 
You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.